This is a production of 1217 Media. Hey y'all, hey, welcome back to my channel. It is Christian here and you're tuned in for more of my two cents. If you are new to the channel, then welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you so very much and I am excited to have you here. If you are a returning two center, then welcome back family. Thank you so much for being a part of what we do over here. The truth, the wisdom, the empowerment, the critical thinking, the logical thinking, a different perspective on a lot of different topics from my two cents. <laughs> it is always a pleasure, a privilege, and an honor to be able to do that here um, on my piece of the YouTube verse. So if you are looking at the screen and you like, sis, what is this? <laughs> Let me go ahead and introduce to you me, okay? Of course, in AI form. I am trying out a new format here. Um, I think that it is very important important. Um, it's very important for evolution. I mean, I talk about it often in a lot of different videos where I give like check-ins on where I am in life and what's going on and, you know, different updates. And I'm always just seeing ways that I can improve, ways that I can still be present, um, ways that we can engage on different levels that you guys enjoy. And it just keeps things fresh, different, and cool, right? So this is something that my husband created for me. My husband is an award-winning graphic designer and web developer uh, and web designer. He has worked for some major, huge companies that's probably in your pantry cabinet so that you pull from the shelves whenever you go to the store. So he is very much well-equipped to do the things. And uh, we were talking about some of the things that I wanted to do, some of the things I wanted to see happen on my channel and other channels I might create. And uh, yeah, this was his brainchild for me. And I love it. I'm, I'm loving her. I'm loving Christian here on screen. <laughs> so if you don't get to see my face, you get to see a rendition of that here. And I have over 250 videos, okay, with my face on them. If you ever want to remember what I look like, and I will still come on from time to time as I always do now, but this will be better than just having the steel image of my Two Cents logo on the screen. Now you guys can actually, you know, have a little ambiance, a little setting. Sis is giving a little hmm, hmm, ha, all right, with the heels and the locks and the lips. So I love this. This is really cute. This is really cool. And uh, I look forward to using it in so many different ways to just be creative and to continue to keep doing the work that I've been able to do here on this channel and beyond. So today, um, I'm actually recording this the day after Christmas and I'm going to post it today. So yesterday was Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody, or late Christmas. If you do celebrate and honor the holiday, then I hope you had an amazing day. And even if you don't honor the holiday by that name or celebrate it in general, I really hope you still had an amazing day. You relaxed, you enjoyed yourself and you were able to just spend some time, you know, uh, just enjoying your life and possibly reflecting on all of the things that have happened this year. If you want your new year to be different or better or much of the same, then I hope that your heart desires are truly um, given to you. And yeah, per perspective was able to be taken in so many different ways on yesterday. I know it was for me. And so I have a lot of different videos that I want to do and I'm going to be recording, but this one actually popped into <laughs> my spirit this morning. I was like, oh my goodness, I would love to do a Christian, well, not a Christian, but a Christmas after destruction video, deconstruction video. Like, what does that look like? Um, I deconstructed over six years ago. 
And I just have to tell you that since the initial deconstruction journey, I have come to see a lot of different things in a different way. And Christmas is one of those things. And just to start at the beginning, my background as a Pentecostal child raised in the holiness church and movement, um, Christmas was about Christ. Christmas was about the birth of Jesus. We've heard the story so many times. There's no need for me to go over it because nobody here has been living under a rock or in a cave. So you know the story of Jesus as told by Christians in usually mass media, even if, even though Christianity is not the only religion in our culture, in our society, in our country, or our world, it is the most recognized religion. And this story is one that is told and upheld by a huge amount of the population. I mean, like you can find nativity scenes at, you know, Kroger and Walmart and Sam's Club and Costco, like huge characters, you know, because that is something that people actually observe. Uh, You also can find Santa on the same aisle. (laughs) You can find elves and reindeer on the same aisle because both of these concepts and these beliefs are upheld in our society by a majority of the population. And I have to tell you that growing up, I was not, as most of us weren't, given the autonomy, the freedom to choose or to believe according to what we wanted to believe or according to how we felt that year or what we experienced with family and friends or, you know, our peers at school or our teachers. We really had a given perspective of the holiday season based off of our upbringing and our religious, you know, background. And so for us, it wasn't about gifts, right? Jesus is the reason for the season. Shout out to Kurt Franklin. Jesus is the reason, yeah, hey, for the season, yeah. Yes, he, oh yes, he is. Oh yes, he is, yeah. That's what it was, okay? (laughs) It was very much giving. Jesus is the reason. It's not about gifts. It ain't no Santa. Ain't nobody putting no gifts under your tree. Ain't no fat man coming down a chimney that's breaking and entering. We've heard it all, y'all, okay, down through the years. We've heard all of that at church pretty much condemning a commercialized version of Christmas because the story of Christ is what was to be magnified in order to drive home the point that this savior was born out of a miraculous conception between the Holy Spirit and Mary. Um, And yeah, born in a major manger, a lowly humble birth of a savior that would go on to perform miracles, signs and wonders and save humanity, right? through death on the cross. And knowing that story, it just continues to play into the mindset in the narrative of you have this miraculous being who took on life in human form in order to do the work of his spiritual heavenly father and redeem all of us during another holiday, which is Easter, right? And that was the co- the correlation for us growing up. We know nothing else. Well, we did know other things, but we couldn't really um, celebrate them. We couldn't even hold on to Santa and reindeer and Rudolph um, and elves because that was not that wasn't something that you was allowed to believe in. That wasn't something you talked about at home and it wasn't anything that anyone else supported in your community. And it wasn't a bad thing. I didn't miss it. Um, I'm not saying I'm traumatized or uh, my life was messed up as a child because I couldn't 
uh, be of the mindset that Santa was real. It didn't matter to me then, and it still doesn't matter to me now. But what I will say is that since I have deconstructed, Christmas does not mean the same thing to me. And I am not putting those same restrictions on this season as I had put on me when I was a child. Um, growing up, we didn't have a lot of money. We didn't have the means for my mother who was single to provide gifts for all four of us um, as children, but we didn't miss that. And it wasn't a bad thing for us. It was just something that we understood and we knew. And so we respected it. And there wasn't a huge emphasis on gifts. Like we weren't making these crazy Christmas lists. Right. And that was because of our background, not saying that if children make extensive lists now, it's unacceptable or crazy. But it's just that back then, it's kind of like the understood, you know, unexplained value system that we don't have that much and you shouldn't expect that much. And I think that to be completely honest with you, now that I am older, now that I have deconstructed from Christianity and from church culture, um, organized religion, if you will, I am now able to see and notice that. A lot of this stuff, as unfortunate as it may be and sound to some people, this is a realization that I've come to. In our church and in many churches, when someone consistently takes joy from you, when someone con consistently tries to block you from really enjoying seasons in life, just happiness in general, you should see that as a red flag. You should see it as a, well, why can't I enjoy this season? What is wrong with me believing in Christ and Christmas, the story of Jesus in his miraculous birth, and also wanting to receive gifts and wanting to give gifts and wanting to be blessed and wanting to be a blessing? What is so bad about that? Why can that not be equally taught and one doesn't have to be canceled out for the other? Why is it that one story can be magnified and then the other one has to be demonized? And I don't think people realize that in them doing that and in them being okay with ruining children's imagination and children's freedom to choose what they believe in and what excites them, they're pretty much crushing the, the hope and the joy and the faith that a child can have that a they can make a request known and the desires of their hearts known by writing it out, write a list and presenting it to the person in their life that they believe in has the ability to provide it for them. And then having the faith and expectation that it will come through that person that they entrusted that list to, which is you as a parent, as a guardian, as a leader. Right. Um, and this is the critical thinking side of it now as an adult, but I didn't put it into perspective then. And since I, since I deconstructed, I now see Christmas as a way for me to be the vessel through which I'm used to give my children the things that they desire. The better my life is, the better their life is. The more I grow and the more abundance is present in my life, I'm able to, you know, convey that and shower that down on my kids. Of course, within reason that my husband and I set, but not the societal standards of, well, you should only give your children three gifts because Jesus got three gifts. What is we talking about? <laughs> I've heard it all this past weekend of pastors saying things like that. And I don't think it's fair 
that we impose these beliefs on everyone because of a story that you have taken to heart, but you don't really understand how to exercise and demonstrate it from the heart to other people who still deserve to celebrate something that makes them feel good. I think that sometimes the desire to convey scripture turns into a witch hunt to turn something pure and positive into something negative that doesn't have that, that, that shouldn't have that connotation attached to it. If I'm not to believe in Santa, why do, do I then have to turn around and only believe in your story of Jesus's birth and he could get gifts, but I should not expect anything because his life was my gift. My children should not expect anything because Jesus's life was a gift to them on Christmas Day. That does not translate into happiness for a child who does not understand. And we have to be fair and we have to be balanced in this, this thought process, whether you are a believer or you aren't. I think that there is such a um, double-mindedness double and a double standard on how Christmas should be celebrated to where it kind of clouds and, and takes away the shine of the celebration of just happiness and love in being with family. And for me, I felt like um, my joy and my peace as a child was stolen. I'm not going to even hold y'all. I, I got I to be honest that I've actually had this conversation with my mother over the last 10 years. Um, even before we had children, the foundation of why I, why my husband and I actually observe Christmas the way that we do now post deconstruction is because of what we experienced when we were children. And me specifically, my background and foundation with my family, aside from the church experience, I just, you know, uh, talked about set the tone for how I would not, I would not and will not allow my Christmas, my children to experience Christmas. So growing up, uh, we lived in Gary, Indiana. My grandmother also lived in Indiana. And so my mother had this strong desire and, you know, um, want to be connected with her family. And they were connected, but it was dysfunctional. Let's just be honest. I'm not here to lie to folks. It was a dysfunctional relationship, but it was one that she still pursued, even though it should not have been pursued. And she made it a vow and she made it her mission to always honor her mother and for us to always go to my grandma's house for every holiday. And I think now more than ever, especially with the millennial, my generation, we ain't playing those games. Okay. We out here creating our own families and starting our own traditions that do not include the dysfunction of our you know, great grandparents, our grandparents, or even our parents, y'all put up with certain things, but we're not going to sit at tables and subject ourselves to things, attitudes, conversations, questions, um, you know, negative family history. We're not going to do that. We'd rather start something completely new attached from you because it's just better for everybody involved instead of subjecting ourselves to it in our offspring. Well, in my case, I was subjected to the things I just named off, okay? Um, because my mother wanted to honor her mom and I have no problem with that, but that actually set the tone for how I refuse to do that now in my life. So growing up, we would wake up on Christmas morning, open our gifts, and then my mother would make breakfast and we would eat. We would go to early sunrise. We would go to sunrise service at church, which to this day, 
I will never understand why pastors or church people think that it's okay to have families in church on Christmas Day. That's not necessary. Like you get my time and attention all the other days or on Sunday and Bible study and things like that. Why do you also need to take a holiday from families to, you know, further push home the point and a message that we've already heard so many times over? But we would go to sunrise service and then we would get out of that and we would go to my grandmother's house. Now, as a child, Come on now, you open your gifts on Christmas Day, you are ready to go back home and play. Matter of fact, you didn't even want to leave the house. You didn't want to get dressed. I didn't want to get dressed. My siblings didn't want to get dressed. We didn't want, me and my sisters didn't want to get our hair combed and pressed and curled and then tights put on. And then, you know, we were in the Midwest. So it was snowing. It's not snowing now in Indiana because, you know, shout out to global warming, right? Um, But we would have to get dressed. We would have to get ready to go sit in church for an hour or an hour and a half on Christmas morning, you guys. I lie not to you. And so now we've missed the time of playing with our toys for that. My mother would cook something at home, which I'm so grateful she would do that. But she always said, you know, you never leave home without making something for the house. Like you make sure a home is taken care of. So she would make dinner at home, but we would still go to my grandmother's house for dinner. And so we would get out of church. We would not go back home to change clothes, y'all. We would go to my grandmother's house directly from church. Church would start like at 9, 9, 9.30 on Christmas morning. Um, and then from there, we would go to Annie Golden's house. Okay, that was my grandmother's name. And we would be there until nightfall. So just imagine, just imagine. You ain't got to imagine because it's my truth. Um I'm a child. We're children. And because my mother wanted to honor her mom, we had our holiday essentially stripped from us. Now we would go home, have to go to bed and then wake up the next day after Christmas. And we were able to play with our toys all day. But it was the fact that on that day, we had no joy other than the the sliver of time. Right. If me and my sister woke up at 7 a.m., we had a little piece of time to play with our toys, to, to be excited about our toys. And then we had to get up, get dressed, get ready so we can go to church and then leave church and then go sit at my grandmother's house. They didn't buy us gifts. They didn't buy us any gifts. My aunties that lived over across the street from my grandma and one lived with my grandmother, they never bought us any gifts. So we would have to watch our cousins play with their gifts. My mother wouldn't let us take anything over there because she would always say, no, leave all your toys at home because I don't want no mess. I don't want no drama. I don't want nobody to break your stuff. I don't want no, you know, nothing to come up missing or, or messed up. I don't want to get into it with nobody. So we couldn't even take a toy to play with. So now you can see the foundation and the root cause of there being no joy in my Christmas as a child. I already don't get to believe in a majestic figure, which I don't care about Santa, but I'm just saying that element wasn't there for my joy as a child. Um, Then when I get some things that I want, I can't play with those things as a child. I'm giving the expectation to be in church and to sit quietly and listen to a message that I already know, a story that I already know, told in a different way, but with the same intent. And then I leave and then I have to go to someone else's home, still robbed of my joy to play with my toys and to enjoy my mother's food and to be with my siblings and with our family. So it it, it definitely um, molded how I feel and how I felt then about Christmas. And I, I, you know, I always, always vowed after I became a young adult, my children will never have to sit in church on Christmas. And they and that was before I deconstructed. 
I felt like this. My children will never have to sit in church on Christmas and I will never make them spend a Christmas day away from their home. Unless, of course, we do Disney or there's an Airbnb involved or something like that. But we would always make their Christmas the focus of what we enjoy. And so they can have a tradition of happiness and we can set their expectations for that to be like the celebration, right? Like us to enjoy our time together. Because I just remember how I felt. I felt like that was taken from me. I felt like I wasn't considered like my feelings and my peace and my joy wasn't, you know, considered. I didn't want to be in church. I didn't want to be in my grandmother's house where there was no love and affection and, and joy and happiness there. We were just spectators that day. Um, when there was really an environment that we should have been in, which was our home, our own home happily and at peace and with joy and love filling our home. That's where we should have been, but we weren't. And so I have since vowed after my deconstruction and even before, as I mentioned, before I even had children, we started a family that I would not subject my children to that. I just can't do that. And I also don't want my children to be told that everything is only about Jesus. You can have a relationship, you can have your beliefs, but you can also have your own principles and you can have your own values and you can have your own traditions and you can have your own moments that allow you to create memories that will always be the foundation of why you celebrate a thing. It doesn't have to be demonized. It doesn't have to be done away with because it doesn't magnify the story that you want at the forefront. You can't, we cannot, we should not allow people to constantly beat us over the head and make it seem as if the wanting things, wanting gifts, wanting to give gifts or receive gifts is negative. It's selfish. It's, you know, uh, it's ungodly. That's not fair because you're still telling a story from thousands of years ago, allegedly, um, that this person received something, but I shouldn't be on the receiving end of anything. As a believer of this story, I should only magnify this same story all of these years later and never put my family at the center of this story. Never put my children in the place of where you claim Jesus was and received gifts. That was love that drew the three wise men, right? Like, why are these never the messages and why is this never the story that allow families to have the burden lifted off of them to actually put their family and their traditions at the center of the celebration. That's all I'm asking. And now that I, I know, now that I have this truth and this wisdom, I'm able to apply it so that I'm not in bondage and my children are not being, you know, uh, traumatized, essentially by something that's meant to be good news, it turns into bondage. It turns into how dare you think, how dare you expect to get these things, to expect things. You have no right to have to want gifts and it ain't about gifts. It's about this. No, it is. It is about gifts. And that's okay to believe that story, but also to believe and have faith that you will receive the desires of your heart on that day and beyond. So I now choose to believe that it's not just about the story of Jesus, whether that's your religion of choice or not. I don't have to focus only on that in, as, in that concept, practice that concept, but I can make family. I can make love as much of a focal point 
as anything else. I can show appreciation on that day for the people in my life, as well as the miracles that I've experienced this year in my life and continue to experience every day that I wake up, that I breathe, that I move, that I exist. That's enough to celebrate Christmas. Everything is a gift. People's presence in your life is a present. Being present in that moment with life, health, and strength, with peace of mind, with someone to love you, even if it's your own love, your self-love is worth being celebrated on that day. And I think that the, the number one thing that can be discouraging about the holiday season for so many people is that we have grown up being told what we should not expect. So you have people feeling void because they've been told their entire lives to expect nothing during this season. When people already feel like nothing is going good for them, you get to a time that should be the most wonderful time of the year. You get to that time of the year and then you feel empty. You've worked all of this time. You've worked all 11 months. You've saved all 11 months. You've poured out all 11 months. In this one time where you should be able to look forward to something, you've been robbed of that from the very beginning of your youth when your expectations were to be set. To actually live and experience blessings. It's not fair. It's not fair. So now I choose to celebrate the year. December is a coast season for me. December is a coast month for me. I'm, I ain't been tripping in December on none of the things. Baby, let it let the chips fall where they may. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy myself in December. Okay, I have enjoyed myself in December. I've been extremely um, intentional about what my December looks like and feels like for me and for my family. A well me is a well family. Right. A happy me is a happy family. A healed me is a healed family. An abundant me is an abundant family because all of that is contingent upon how I view all of these seasons. And that's not about money and it's not about things, but it's about the mindset that allows me to actually, you know, perpetuate a reality based off of my beliefs. And so the more you tell yourself certain things like it's not about gifts, it's about Jesus. It ain't about Santa. He ain't bringing you nothing. Okay, well, let me put myself in a position of Santa real quick. Let me imagine me being Santa so I can actually give my kids the desires of their heart. I'm cool with you not wanting that to be your truth, but please understand that the more you say it's not about gifts, the more you will literally have no gifts to actually make it about. You can't say something out of your mouth and then be shocked and surprised when you literally have nothing to celebrate when the time comes. It's not about this. You're right. It's not going to be about that because you've been confessing it for the last couple of months. <laughs> it's not about to be about gifts because you're not about to have any. <laughs> like, again, and it also flows from your mouth in scripture. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. You're not going to have the life that one would desire and actually be excited about because you've been saying, you've been speaking death to the celebration forever since you were young, since you were a young adult and learned this teaching and belief and started practicing it. 
but okay. I now decide to create new traditions and memories with my family. Uh, my husband and I have been extremely intentional about this since we actually had children. Um, we don't play about our holidays. We do not try to overextend ourselves with traveling. Um, if our parents, siblings or anything want to see us, they have to come where we are. We will not be going where they are because they don't have traditions in place. Um, I do not like inconsistency and I don't like people who are not intentional. So if you think that I'm coming where you are for there to be chaos, for there to be uncertainty, for there to be um, people who are indecisive, don't have any plans. I'm not putting my children in the midst of that because that's not how we operate in life. And so that's the standard and that's the value. And that's what they've come to accept and to look forward to. And so I would not rob my children of that. I cannot imagine going out of town to Atlanta where my in-laws live or back to Indiana where my mother lives. And people are saying, well, I think we're going to do this or I think we're going to do that. Let me call you in the morning and let you know we're going to do. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> my husband and I are planners. <laughs> so it wouldn't flow that way. Here in our ecosystem in Texas, where we've created over the last seven years, we, we hold fast to it. We cook the same meals every year. That's our tradition for Christmas. We do surf and turf for Thanksgiving. You know, we do the traditional food. Um, we do dirty Santa. We pull names. We do gift ex exchanges. I do have family here. I have relatives. So we're a small circle, but we're a consistent circle. We're a small circle, but we're an intentional circle. We're a small circle, but we are a loving, peaceful, joyful circle. And anything that tries to infiltrate that, that tries to make you feel guilty or bad for that, it is a them problem, not a me. Because I remember what it felt like to have no consistency, to have inconsistency, to have someone okay with robbing my joy and stealing my joy as a child because they wanted to put a story on me that I may have a believed but I didn't have to be in bondage to it. Tell me the story, but also let me feel and experience the glory. How about that? And that's never come with majority of the things that I was taught in church. It always came with heaviness and a burden for me to give something up in order for this figure that already lived, existed and passed away to be glorified. And that's not fair to me. So I'm not passing that on to my children. Um, just to get through the rest of my points here, but I decided to choose my family post deconstruction, right? During the Christmas season over the broken memories of my childhood. I don't perpetuate the things onto them that was perpetuated onto me. I love that my mother decided to respect her mom, but that meant that I couldn't have I couldn't have a tradition as a child. <laughs> I didn't have memories that were positive as a child because of her decision. I'm not going to perpetuate that. I'm not going to now dishonor my family in order to honor something that still does not bring whole, happy, peaceful environments. It's not fair. Uh, next up, unlearning that wanting things during Christmas is bad, selfish, or negative. So I hit on that earlier, and I still will say that to this day. I've had people ask me this year, like, so what you and your husband getting each other for Christmas? And, you know... I, you, I'm not a specific detailed person like that with other people in my business. So I don't go into detail, but it was one thing I did one. I wanted a Roomba vacuum and let's be abundantly clear. I ain't down with the pushing of the vacuums in the year of 2023, our Lord and savior. Okay. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I do not want to push a vacuum. Y'all them things be heavy. If the ones really picking up, they be heavy. And so I had told my husband, I wanted a Roomba vacuum. And so I told somebody this who asked, 
what I wanted for Christmas, what I had told my husband I wanted for Christmas, and they immediately went negative. Now, this is a spiritual person, a religious person. Well, not spiritual, it's a super religious person. And uh-uh, no, that's not a good idea. Why would you want that? Those things don't even work. And I'm like, do, how do you know? How do you know it doesn't work? You don't have one. You don't, you don't, it's not the desire of your heart. It's the de- desire of my heart. And then going into the spiel, and I am 35. So whenever someone tries to give me more information, detail, or feedback than I requested, it becomes a concern for me because it makes me start to think that they think I care about what they're about to tell me and I don't. So I have to shut it down. So they immediately started going into, it's not going to work. Those little things don't pick up nothing. How do you know? Do you have one? Have you ever seen one in demonstration? No? Okay. Well, I'll let you know how mine's work because even if you don't get it for me, I'm getting it for myself. That's how I shut the conversation down because I have to understand the person talking to me has already come from a perspective in a place of a foundational you know, mindset of there should be no focus on gifts anyway. But then once the person tells you the desires of their hearts, you immediately go to, you shouldn't want that. That isn't a value. Who are you to tell me that? So always consider the source and understand the motive. Always consider the source and understand the motive. So I don't let that, I've, I've done the work of unlearning that wanting things during this holiday season is negative. I can want things, my children should want things, and we should actually expect for those things to be given. Maybe not all, but within reason, majority. <laughs> Like, I'm not here to tell my kids, you can't get everything you want for Christmas. Why would I have to tell you that? Whatever your heart desires are, I will do all that I can in my power to provide. It's not a negative thing. We don't have to get used to getting nothing. That's the problem now. People in church have gotten used to nothing coming through for them. And then still saying, God is good. But I digress. (laughs) The next thing that I have learned to do since deconstruction as it relates to Christmas is how to accept gifts because it can be difficult or could be difficult for someone with the kind of background that I've had to not really be good at receiving gifts because they weren't always given them. And you can give from a place of abundance instead of necessity or guilt. It is possible to do those things. And my last point that I would like to leave you guys with is something to remember. If people can, they will. If people care, they will show it. And if people can't, that's when you understand and that's when you show grace and you remember that the focus should be on loving them enough to celebrate the season of life and love together regardless of what they can give you or do for you. Those are the takeaways for me as it relates to Christmas, post my deconstruction journey. (laughs) Oh, okay. So I enjoyed this video and I hope you guys did too. Go ahead, like, and subscribe to the channel. I would love to add you to my two cents crew. And my three points that matter most that I forgot to say at the beginning. Number one, you're not alone. Number two, you're not crazy. Number three, God, your creator still loves you. And I do too. Enjoy the rest of your day. And I will catch y'all in the next video. Bye. This is a production of 1217 Media.